0: You're starting your very own show or podcast, but you don't know what to do and what not to do. Well, you're in the right place because today in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio, I'll be discussing and continuing our series on the podcasting ABCs. And today we are on D and D stands for the do's and don'ts of podcasting. But you know the drill. If you want to hear everything I'm going to say about that, you're going to have to stick around to find out. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an out standing zoom meeting it's about how to dress for the camera but it's not just about the clothes it's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally for the camera join me in the waist up wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk Hi, Virtual Nation. So great to have he to have you here today. And it's so great for to, to be on live again um, today with you because we want to have a dialogue around this podcasting ABCs. And this um series has was born because I used to get a lot of questions about, oh, you're doing this podcast and you started it and you just kind of went with it. And so how do you how did you do it? You have steps to teach us about how to to actually create and set up a podcast or a show. So that's what was ins- what inspired this show. And today we're going to be focusing on the fourth. Thing when you come to when it comes to podcasting. We've been through podcasting A, B, and C, and today we're on D, and that's specifically the do's and don'ts of podcasting. But before I get started, I just want to say thank you to Rick Moscoso, my producer, who's always in the production room making everything really work on the show. So thank you to him. Thank you to the audience for joining us once again and being um, interested in the content that we're putting out there so that you can show up on camera, whether live or pre-recorded, feeling confident and knowing that you're showing up uber professionally on the screen. So that's what the Waste Up Wardrobe Show is all about. Go to our uh, go to iTunes, subscribe, download us, rate us, and review us because that gets more eyes on this show. And we'd really appreciate that. And remember, this is a dialogue. We want to hear your comments. You want to hear what you have to say. So give us some love in the in the dialogue here and let us hear what you think. And let's talk and banter and actually mastermind on how to really make our office, our virtual office is very professional, our shows come off as confident and full of great content for our audience. So I'm just going to go ahead and get started And we, you know, as I've said in the past, the Waste Up Wardrobe show is set up so that you can actually take one episode and get a lot of value from it and just learn about a specific topic or start from the very beginning of the episode with episode one and two and kind of go through and really learn everything that goes into building a dynamic, very professional and interesting virtual office. So let's start about talking with the do's and don'ts when it comes to podcasting. And the reason um, I feel as though this is a great topic is because I actually have been through a lot of these do's and don'ts. And PK is here, PK Odell, who is an uh, amazing entrepreneur, the go-to expert on feng shui and how to do it right. She is really that go-to person when it comes to feng shui. Thank you for being here, PK. Good morning to you. Um, And we're going to be talking, about when you're creating your online presence this video show or you know and streaming what do you pay attention to and what you do you stay away from and i will tell you that i just have developed this list of do's and don'ts because of mistakes I've actually made and things I've seen become very, really helpful. So let's start with a, with a list of the things that you stay away from, the don'ts, okay? So in the beginning, when you're starting your podcast, or your show, or your live stream, however it is that you show up live on camera or pre-recorded even on camera, you want to not overthink it. So one of the things that I tend to do, and Rick, my producer, can vouch for this, is that I'm a little bit, well, I'm a lot over-analytical. And the thing is, being over-analytical kind of can hinder you a little bit. It will really set you back. Sometimes you just kind of have to go with it. Now, I'm not saying... Don't think about anything and just kind of do it, um, it. You really, it's kind of this balance, right? You want to think through your process, and your planning, but you don't want to you know overthink it to the point you become paralyzed and not get started. So that is a really important thing because what that does if you start overthinking and overcomplicating you kind of end tend to be in a paralysis, you get overwhelmed and you really don't start. And that kind of holds us back from taking action. So think about, you know, you're creating a show, you have a you're a genius in your space, you know what your sweet spot is. Um if as long as you, you know, you plan your topics, you listen to your audience, you know what they want to hear from you, go ahead and get started, okay? So that would be my number one don't, is like don't overthink it. The second part is you want to think about when you're creating your topic, you want to make sure it's not too narrow and you want to make sure it's not too broad either too narrow of a topic will kind of pigeonhole you into not having enough content for your audience or to a very small audience. And the idea when you start a show or you get on live on camera is that you want to be able to increase your circle of influence and increase the number of people that show up for your content, right? So be, picking a topic that's too narrow can actually hinder you as well. So for instance, when I started the Waste Up Wardrobe uh, podcast, my, um, the topic was Waste Up Wardrobe. And many people said to me, well, Waste Up Wardrobe is such a narrow topic and it's only here temporarily because you know everybody's streaming from their homes. And I tended to disagree with that because I feel as though when now we've discovered how Efficient and how great it is to be um, doing work from home, showing up on camera from home. How it exposes us to so much more because we can really go global uh, when we're on in a virtual office. Um, I t- I told myself, yeah, I mean, th- this is not something that's going away, and I was able to really um, to to come to terms of the fact that this is not that narrow of a topic and you also don't want to be too broad of a topic because then you kind of get lost in the shuffle of people in your space and you know and people don't know how to choose you so i would love to get rick's take on this because he always has some really good nuggets to share on the idea of just getting started um, and preventing that overwhelm in conjunction with picking that topic right not too narrow and not too broad what do you think rick
1: well there's a lot of different things that you have to consider when you're starting um, starting a podcast. Of course there's there's a lot of things that you're an expert in and you have to really simplify that, okay? And what I mean by that is the the easiest way to start off is think about what are the what are the, the top 10 frequently asked questions and there's a whole host of subject matter that you have there as far as the logistics on how you run it just make it conversational. Uh, don't script it out. Maybe you have some bullet points you can speak to and you can refer to uh, in front of you, but make it conversational because you want to involve the audience out there. You want to make them feel like they're contributing. And Christine does a, a, does a really good job of that, in including her audience out there. And we get a lot of comments uh, during the shows. And that's really what you want. You want them to feel like they're a part of what you are sharing.
0: Right, and the anal- you know the over analyzing when you're getting started. That was the first point I was trying to make. Is that. Mm you've seen me do that right you know just kind of getting overly detailed overly analytical to the point where you're like do you want to get started or not like <laughs> what is what is your goal here yeah. do you want to just plan this forever or do you want to actually get started so what's your take on that because yeah. i really have an opinion there i
1: know and you want to stay away from that because then you get what's called co- what what i i've always heard is analysis paralysis because mm-hmm. then you just get stuck because there's so many things that are going through your head about how's the show going to run? When am I going to speak? How am I going to speak about it? Am I going to have a, you know, you start thinking of all these different things and then you end up never doing it. Right. Um, so just take baby steps when you're starting. That's what that's what Christine did when she started. And um, as you get more experienced, then you'll kind of get into a rhythm. Into what you're doing and what the show, you know, what you deliver to your audience in the show. So just take baby steps, and if and if you need to talk to Christine because she's gone through all these growing pains, and she's a great reference point uh, to to assist you in in guiding you, especially if you're just starting off new.
0: Exactly. And I'm happy to do that at any time with any entrepreneur. I have such a passion for entrepreneurship in general. I just believe in big dreams. I've become this, I've had this big picture vision and I just want to make it big. And I want everybody around me really to do that too. So I'm happy to talk to anybody about the missteps I did, the things that held me back and the things that really propelled me forward. So the second thing I'm going to talk about when it comes to don'ts is your competition. Many of us get a little bit hung up on our competition that we feel like, oh, so-and-so is doing it a certain way and they're flourishing and they have thousands of viewers. And I've been doing it and I only have like one person watching. Well, the thing is you don't wanna compare yourself to the competition. You are a very unique individual with a very unique wisdom. And people, as you stay consistent and as you grow your circle of influence, you will be that go-to expert in your field. So you have no reason to compare yourself to anybody else. Just do your thing, give your goodness and share your awesomeness. And you know what? The following will follow. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. And On that note, don't copy anybody else. The worst thing is to be a copycat in in your niche, right? You you have your own specialty. You have your very own way of delivering information and your very own hacks and tricks. And those are the things you want to share. There's never any reason to copy another professional in your industry. And I I do think that we get inspiration from other people. I think that's perfectly okay. But when it comes to... Uh, you know, doing it your way in your very signature style, you need to really, um, you really need to follow that. And stay true to that. And PK saying, Lucille Ball taught us the value of reruns and replays. For sure. Uh, Yes, for sure. Lucille Ball was just one of those really legendary actresses. And for sure, she did that. So, you know, you want to stay true to who you are and never, ever be intimidated by any competition because you are unique in your own right. The third thing I want to talk about is technicalities, Okay. Don't use low quality graphics, and I know I I know that Rick has a a, a very strong opinion about this. When you use low quality bra- graphics, like in your thumbs or in your uh, graphic art that you're putting up to represent your show, you're really doing yourself a disservice. It makes you look less than professional, and um and you know if you want to stand out as an expert in the field. You need to definitely um, keep all the, the, the media media that you're putting out there and all the materials you're putting out there, whether it's in digital form or however, you want it to look super professional. And the way to do that is to really have high quality graphics. Use a photographer if you need to. You know, create um, graphics on um, systems like Canva and really put out great um, great things out there for people to to see who you are, that matters, right? Um, And don't do it yourself, you know, hire the producer, like I have Rick, and Rick, I'd love for you to come up here and tell us a little bit about that. You know, hire the producer, hire the editor, so that you can have this really professional product and recording. And Elaine is here. Hi, Elaine, nice to see you. Um, We're talking about really going live on camera and really being outstanding in the way you project that and what do you do and what you don't do. So Rick, what are your thoughts on the quality of graphics and the quality of the production when it comes to uh, creating your own live stream or show or podcast?
1: Yeah, let, let's start with the graphics. And <clears throat> for this show, the graphics starts with the thumb. And it, you know, for those of you out there that have been following Christine for a long time, uh, with the waste up wardrobe, you know that every week she comes up with a very unique and kind of a fun <laughs> thumb, right? For every episode, so when you go to her Facebook page, you see all these uh, kind of really cool thumbs that and creative thumbs that she does. Now, that's an ex- think about this. This is an extension of your brand and what you're portraying to to the to your audience. Not only that, but it gives you an opportunity to. Pique their interest, right? And so, a lot of these thumbs actually do that—that that, that Christine uh, uh, creates for the show. And so, that number one, because that's a, you're making. If if somebody comes to your Facebook page or your business page or your website, and that's the first thing they see of your brand, you want to. That's the only opportunity that you're going to have to make that first impression. And so, whether it's you're going for something. Um, uh, entertaining, or something serious, or something to pique their interest, right? Uh, you know, go with that theme and try and create something that does that, that evokes some kind of emotion, so they're they're interested in coming back to see what what's up, right? Um, other things like the uh, lower thirds that we do. I mean, it could be simple. I mean, we're we're using a, a platform called StreamYard. There's BeLive. There's um, other uh, um, streaming. Platforms. Actually, I think you can do this on Facebook Live as well. But um, there are there are uh, uh, built-in features. Like I don't have one here, but let's let me just bring that up. So there's a built-in feature for Waste Up Wardrobe. This could say Christine uh, Vartanian, um, uh, personal style expert. You know, it could could be your lower thirds graphics. Uh, We for this show we created some lower third graphics to make it look a little bit more professional and it's in and it it complements the frame that you're seeing um on screen and so it can be very simple it's nice and clean um but something that'll complement your brand and so you remember when we went through the intro we we christine was talking about the uh the social media and the itunes and that sort of thing and so this is an extra but at a minimum um, have something that will, that will, um, ID you, uh, in the forms of a lower third like this. So it's, it's, it's really simple. It's, it's something that's very clean and it helps give the impression that, oh yeah, you've, you've gone through a lot of, of thought in creating something that looks very professional and, um, and and it's it's not sloppy, right?
0: Right, and, and you know what? That's really a key thing in your branding. But this is the great thing, um, you know, um, waste up wardrobe uh, nation out there. It's the great thing is having somebody like Rick. Or if you know somebody that can help you with the production side, it can so elevate the product of the video you're putting out there or the live streaming that you're doing. It is, you know, these little touches really make you come off as super professional. I mean, Mm -hmm. we have had so many guests on the show, Rick, that have said, wow, your production is so professional. It really, it's a, you know, and it shows. So people recognize that and they notice it. Um, the other thing you were talking about um, earlier about um, the thumbs, right? So the thumbs that we've created um, that I had uh, Rick take the photo- photographs because he's a professional photographer too as part of the work that he's done in his um, on his resume. He, you know, professional photographs done with a professional camera. And Elaine, you're absolutely right. As entrepreneurs, we want to do it all ourselves, but really, we have to free up ourselves for other important things. And if you're doing too much, you're really taking taking away from the genius that you have. So yes, I am such a um, an advocate for hiring certain people to 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 do their genius so that you can do yours. So for sure, you got to get that support. But the graphics that we did was you know they were totally professionally professionally taken. In addition to that it was a time when we were really talking about, uh, you know, when when things were a little bit heavy, people were all at home, stuck at home, we were all streaming from home. So the idea was, I want to give you a lot of value, but I also want to make this fun, exciting, and easy to listen to, right? That was the idea behind the graphics. And so I, I what I realized, I had a self-realization too, is that I actually have a, lo- a sense of humor, and I'm not afraid to show it to people. <laughs> right, Rick?
1: <laughs> That's right. I mean, if, You know, people can go back and look at all these episode thumbs uh, on your website. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, a lot of these were, I think initially they were, they were a little bit more on the professional side there were there were a few initially that were kind of funny uh but I think as time went on, it's like let's do a little spin on the thumb that kind of creates interest and and so that that's uh that was really the whole purpose of this to create interest and you know Christina's had a lot of fun being creative and doing these things like like the thumb for this episode and the do's and don'ts so yeah.
0: Yep, absolutely. That actually, uh, that's what gives me the actual joy of doing this, this day after day, I mean, week after week, because we're so consistent, we're doing it, you know, um, uh, religiously, if you will. Uh, and I really I look forward to my show. And my show is such an important part of upleveling the credibility of my work, but it also is a platform where I can connect with people that maybe want to watch from afar about what we do and what I do. And I'll be using this coming year, really helping people transition back into their virtual, from their virtual to their traditional offices, creating the hybrid offices. I'll also be talking a lot about my, my overarching work, which is styling in general and trends and all of that. But the idea is you want to make this engaging, right? And I figured that I'm going to tap into my sense of humor to make it engaging, to make it fun and funny. And you know what? I think it's worked for a lot of people. It has certainly worked to elevate the fun and excitement around my work. So that for any other reason, for no other reason, that was really important. Um, so, now we've talked about some don'ts, right? Let's talk about some actual do's. What do we actually make sure that we do when we are trying to create our show? I want you to think about cadence and rhythm, right? We talked a little bit about, a little bit about this in previous episodes of the podcasting series, but cadence and rhythm, you do want to be consistent, right? Just like we were talking about earlier, you want to show up at the same time, in the same place, on the same date, regularly. So if you're going to be doing a... um A show that or a live stream that is that airs twice a month, then just make sure you stay consistent. Do it every two weeks and don't miss an episode because and if you have to, um, pre-record an episode from time to time, that's okay. I do favor going live because it gives me this feeling that the show is alive and interactive. And I get to talk to Elaine and PK and so many other people that show up here. And there's so much genius and really having that circle of conversation. Um, And that's why I really prefer the live show. But sometimes you'll be on vacation and sometimes you'll have to have some downtime. And if you have to do that, don't miss the show. Don't skip it, pre-record it pre-plan and get it going, keep it going. Um, So that would be one of the things I really recommend you do is staying consistent. And stay also, do have a format for the show. People like to know what to expect. They like to know to expect you to show up every Thursday at 11.30 at the same time and same place. So if they wanna tune in, they can, and they can really depend on that. But they also wanna expect, they wanna know what to expect in the format of the show. Where are the nuggets, the real genius nuggets going to come in? Should I just tune into the end because I don't have time today because I'll get that summary. Uh, for us, I have a clear open where I really tell you about what the show is. Then I have my my intro and then I have the body of the conversation. Uh, if it's a Q&A with a guest, that's what happens next. And finally, I wrap up with the Waste Up Weekly uh, Waste Word of Weekly Wrap Up. So people kind of know to expect the format of the show and what comes next. And I really think that really helps. Helps your audience know what to expect from you, and I, you know, Rick and I really have talked about this so much. And Rick, I'd love your input on sort of those two things about cadence and rhythm. And we've talked this to death, but it's so so important, don't you think?
1: Yeah, cadence and rhythm are very important when running a when doing a podcast because it it number one it keeps you organized, your thoughts organized um, for you as the podcast person that's on camera or on on mic. It gives you some organizational thought on how the show is is running. It also gives you an idea of how long the show is going to last, right? And so, when you're planning uh, a 20 minute podcast or a half hour podcast or whatever, however long it is, you can kind of section those those um, phases out in, in the show and it keeps you organized. And so, a lot of times uh, with with people that I that I teach. How to do these new podcasts? I have them just have an outline. It's and and there's a, a three minute open sit, um, let's say, and then there's a maybe a ten minutes of subject matter, and then there's a three minute close, right? And so there's a there's close to a twenty minute show right there, and so it keeps their thoughts organized um, and keeps keeps things moving along. So it doesn't look so you're not stumbling. You know what to do next. And it just and once you get into that rhythm and then then it's like second nature uh, every time that you do the podcast.
0: Absolutely. And the interesting thing that you bring up here is that, you know, the, the cadence and the rhythm is really important for the audience so they know what to expect. But it's also important for the host. It's important for me to know how what is the process I'm going to go through so I can keep the thoughts organized and I can keep the value coming. I don't have to think about so much. Oh, what did I say? What did I forget to say? That kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that is really, really um, important. So the other thing when it comes to do's that I want to talk about is being clear, the clarity Of the show, and the clarity of the show starts with a clear title, a clear um, title to your program. For us, it's Waste Up Wardrobe. When people hear that, they know exactly what we're going to be discussing. They know it relates to wardrobe, which is my overarching um, business, and and they know it relates to how you show up from the waist up which is how we show up on camera most of the time, right? We we show up like this in this box talking to our audience. So you want a clear title. You want to make sure that when people are scrolling down the podcast list or um, the iTunes um, options or, or catalog, they really can tell when from reading your title, what it is you're going to be talking about. In addition to that, The description. So you got the title of the show and the description should be clear enough so that you can really convey to the audience and communicate clearly uh, what the show is about. And Rick, you have um, we we really brainstormed around this a lot. Right. Um, So so tell me a little bit about, you know, as you brainstormed on title and description you know like our title is waste up wardrobe how do you dominate from behind the desk is a, a little bit of a description so that gives the reader or the person you know scrolling your show to see if it's worth their time it gives them an idea of wh- what it's going to be about
1: yeah how to dominate behind the desk is more of a tagline uh, right. for the show and that's a very consistent thing so you hear waste up wardrobe how to dominate behind the desk and you always hear that or you see that in in descriptions of the show and then um I just lost my train of thought. What we're what, what
0: we're talking first? about the descriptor for the title, right? So oh, yeah, and dominating yeah. for behind the desk is ours, right. so, yeah.
1: So when you consider the title of the show, right, um, or the episode that you're talking about, think of it this way: What would interest you the most, right? If you were searching for something like that, um, things like the the top three reasons to do this, this, and this, right, or the top ten reasons, or or something like that, and and if you make it succinct like that Um, not only is that good for your audience but it actually is really good for seo google loves picking up stuff like that and and it's it's if they if the if the audience knows that there's only three or five things that'll help them do xyz better then they're more apt to, to to tune in to listen to what those three or five things are if it's a list a laundry list of stuff they're they're out in three minutes, right? Right. They hear the first two, and then it's like, okay, I'm done, right? And right. So if you can tell them right off the bat what what it is that you're going to talk about, how it is that it's going to help them, and then why it's so important for them to do this because they're going to get this out of what you just talked about, then that's a very clear um, understanding of what you're going to do, what you're going to share with them uh, during an episode.
0: Yeah, and that's what I do with the hook at the beginning of the show too, right? I mm-hmm. I I really I tell them generally, uh, well, I usually pose a question, yep. and that is a question that I think has been a frequently asked question or something like that. And then I tell them, okay, this is what we're going to discuss and how we're going to solve the problem, right? And Elaine makes a good point here. What she does, she says she also keeps the direction of the audience questions on topic, on the subject, which I think is so important and is such um, an indication of a good host, right? A good question, a, a person who asks questions, because you don't want to go too far off topic. You don't want to be squirreling away. You want to honor the questions people are asking, but you also want to make sure that you keep everybody focused. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. You keep them on track. And that's why, you know, kind of minimize the subject matter that you're going to speak about. Don't don't go too wide with the subject matter. Uh, but, Kind of keep it focused in, and you know you' you may have an audience member who might go off on a tangent that that you can just quickly address um, or and if you've done enough episodes then you can refer them to a certain episode if that is applicable, but try and stay on topic and and remember you're you're delivering this episode message uh, to to your audience based on whatever that topic is. So stay focused on that make sure you focus on what it is you're gonna give them how it is it's going to benefit them and why this is so important because this will uh, this this will change the way they do things, right?
0: Uh, absolutely. And, you know, not only the audience members, but you also sometimes want to keep your guests on topic, right? Because, mm-hmm. and a big part of that, which I'm going to talk about just shortly here, is that you have to plan with them. You have to prepare them. And that it's all in the preparation when you're talking to your, your guests of how are you, how you, what do you expect to happen and how to stay focused on the topic? Because sometimes guests are so passionate about what they do. They want to talk about all the stuff Right. Mm-hmm. And that's wonderful because that shows that you're bringing in some really great guests. But you also have to honor the fact that the audience are there for one reason. And that's to an- get that question that you pose at the very beginning answered. So, so so that you can keep the show going and you can keep the show clear and concise. So, uh, you know, the other thing I want to talk about when it comes to clarity is that there's this fine uh, balance between uh, planning and not planning your show so you know a lot of people say it's better to just be spontaneous and show up because that's more real and authentic and there's definitely a place for that and some people overly prepare and i am completely guilty of that so the thing is there's really this balance there's this fine line between being spontaneous and 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 over planning right you want to plan a little bit i've seen people are they're so amazing at being in front of the camera and so spontaneous but because they haven't really pre-planned just a little bit, they tend to go off topic or get distracted, or there's a squirrel here, or they just they don't, they're not really focused. And I do feel like that can be a disservice to um, you know, putting out a great show. Okay. And then of course there's the over planner, which is much like me. I've definitely gotten better at it. In fact, I feel like I really have honed that skill better planning appropriately. But at the beginning, I was really over planning. I mean, it was taking days and days to plan for the show and practicing over and over again. And the reality is, you know, it was very new and I wanted to do a great uh, show. But the reality is it almost kind of was counterproductive because I tended to then really want to stick to a script. And I And Rick always said, you know, just do your bullet points and just talk freely. And that's really where I am today. In fact, I got on the show today and and Rick can vouch for this. And I said, I didn't plan at all today. I I didn't prepare. I didn't practice. And he's like, great, you're going to have a better show today. So, Rick, uh, what do you think about that?
1: That's so true. I mean... You, you you've developed this rhythm and and slowly developed this confidence in that it's okay not to have everything scripted it's okay to to not be totally prepared in what you're going to say be, be, but at the same time it it brings some kind of authentic it brings authenticity to yeah. what you're saying and as you get more experience in this it's like Your your passion in the subject matter, your passion in the show comes out because it's not overly scripted. I can tell you this: if you script it and and you read the intro, or I'm not talking about you, Christine, but anybody, if you read your intro on the show, even if you had it memorized, you uh, you can tell. There's no question that you can tell. And so I, I love the fact that you come. Like, oh, I haven't practiced the intro. It's like, great. Uh, that's awesome. That's what I've been trying to get you to do, right? Yeah. You, you know the title. It's like, okay, just, just go with it, you know? Excellent. And- Christine's done such a great job when it when it comes to that and, and I'm so proud of her because it's like okay I got her to do that <laughs>
0: <laughs> it took a year but it got you got me to do it yes no you have been a really amazing mentor when it comes to that and Elaine is seconding this idea she says that sometimes over planning and over rehearsing can really come across as insincere and you know and that was sort of the last thing I wanted to come off as because what I what I'm trying to offer the audience is this really great way to up-level every area of their brand. And I want to make sure that they connect with me and I have to, you know, every entrepreneur should really be easy to listen to easy to, to receive. And that comes from being authentic and being real and definitely over planning, over preparing gets you a little bit more stuck on a script, less stuck on really what's happening organically. And it it, it can, even if you, you don't mean to come off as unauthentic, it can cause that right
1: yeah well o- you know over scripting a show can can cause cause you or or may cause you to okay what if it what if a guest that you have goes off topic and starts steering over the other way and then you lose your place right <laughs> <And> <laughs> then what do you do right how do you recover and then you're going to find that you're going to get you're going to get stressed because we're not following the script uh, but you you have to be flexible you have to kind of go with the flow, but at the same time like you said, just keep them contained. make sure that they're they're focused on the subject matter that you've reviewed with them prior to the uh, to the live episode. These are the things I want to focus on. These are what some of the things I want to stay away from. Let's really stick to this this area of your expertise and, and it's, so when, when Christine says planning, those are the type of planning tips that you really want to look at. It, planning isn't scripting out the show; planning is outlining it. And then, if you have a guest discussing that in the in the in the pre-show um, um, session with them, this is what really what my audience is interested in hearing from you. And this is what you can. This is how they can benefit from your expertise. So, just kind of rein it in, um, but definitely don't script it out.
0: You know what? And I feel as though being less scripted has helped me be- have more fun doing it, I have to say. You know, I used to think that being overly prepared would make me feel more comfortable. But um, and it, I mean, I preparing is important, but like over preparing isn't right. So I feel like I have more fun with the show now that I don't really think about every little word I'm going to say. Right. So it, there is a lot of value in just finding that balance. And mm-hmm. Moving on to the next um chunk of thoughts when it comes to preparing and planning your topics, you do want to have um a few shows planned ahead of time. So when you launch your podcast or show, you want to have like 3 or 4 shows planned ahead of time so that when you're launching it whether you're launching on iTunes or in any other forum, um you you can you know your audience has a chunk of episodes to look forward to you don't want to you don't want to launch with 10 episodes cuz you don't want to overwhelm the viewer but you want to have like a little group of shows that they can look forward to and you can start promoting and pre-promoting right away and elaine is saying that as a guest on radio shows and podcasts She 100% agrees that being told what to expect and general subject matter helps. Yes, Elaine. And the thing is, I have to say that all our guests who come on the show, because I provide them with um, some possible topics or questions, they feel so much more comfortable and more focused on what we're going to talk about. Now, we don't don't, like rehearse it or script it because I do want it to be natural, but I do give them an idea of things that we're going to be talking about by by you know posing certain general questions and and, and having them really think through what they want to say. So you're absolutely right. And when we're planning the topics, like I said, having a couple topic, a top a couple shows planned before you launch is a really great idea, but also remember not to pl- plan too many because then you can also overwhelm people by putting it all out there right away. And make a list of shows. Make I made a list of uh. I think it was like 34 or 35 topics before I even launched the show. I wanted to do, um, I wanted to know how I'm going to continue the longevity of the show. And, you know, when you start brainstorming on topics, one idea leads to another. So that was really beneficial for me to have those shows pre thought, like the topics pre thought. And it helped me be more efficient too. And the other thing you want to do is make a list of the guests. If you're going to be bringing guests on as a host, or hostess, you want to make a list of the possible guests that you want to bring on the show because that way you have an idea. You basically, you're banking topics and banking the people that you want to call on as guests so that you can plan ahead and really have, um, you know, kind of uh, things um, people you know that you're going to be reaching out to. It's always really good to have that too in your bank because sometimes things happen. A guest will get sick and won't show up. So you have to go on to the next show or plan the next or call on the next guest. So you want to make sure that you have a little bit of that pre planning done so that you don't fall into this trap like, well, I can't go uh, live on my show because the guest isn't going to be here today. You always have to have that ability to adapt and pivot. And Elaine is saying, yeah, the guest shines and does better when they are, you know, when they have been given some tips and been able prepared for the show. Which actually takes me to the next part of uh, the dues and and how to plan. So um, you want to have a pre-planned show. That is definitely a must-do. You you want to have an opportunity to get on camera with your Uh, guest before the show and make sure all their tech is working. So that's an important part of the planning and also be able to submit some thoughts and questions to them so that they know what to expect and makes them really shine. Like, you know, Elaine is saying, and Elaine is giving us, oh, a very great compliment here. She's saying you're one of the very few uh, shows she watches. She always uh, always infos rich and very personal. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate that. That is really my goal. My goal is really to give each individual this really great content so they can actually go and apply in their own business or apply, apply, apply into their own image or the way they show up. So thank you for that, Elaine. And so you want the guests to show up. Um, feeling prepared. And that's why you do the pre-show and the the pre-show tech check. And I'll tell you, all of my guests that get that opportunity feel so empowered when they show up that day. It has really been such a great great tool to use. You also want to create the show notes, right? Because the show notes and what that is, actually now I use that as my script. It's not really a script. It's more of like a bullet point topics I'll be discussing. So I use that and then put it down as my show notes with those. Um, and I'm learning this better right now to do the key uh, word rich um, searches, you know, kind of align it with that and really um, focus a little bit on the show notes more than actual script. Cause then I use the show notes to publish with the episode and, and Rick can speak to that in a second. But the other really key thing that we do to stay organized is that we use an, um, a platform called Trello, which there's so many other organizational, uh, platforms out there, but there's Trello and Asana and so many others. I happen to favor Trello. I know Rick really likes Trello. Um, and PK is saying that you and Rick make it easy to be a guest on your show. Cause PK has been a guest. Yes. And, uh, thank you pk for that that is the idea right you want this to be when you're creating a show where you're going to be bringing on guests you want this to be a win 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 situation and when i say a win 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 situation and i really am intentional about the triple win is that you know the, it, the it's a win for the host because you're creating a great show for people it's a win for the audience because they're learning a lot hopefully and they're taking away a lot of takeaways and action items and it's a win for your get your guests so it's a win for the audience. It's a win for your guests because they get to get that exposure. They get to be folded into your circle of influence and you get to get folded into their circle of influence. So there's a win, win, win all the way around. And I just want Rick to come up here and really address the planning part of the Trello planning part where we you know, plan all the shows and how important that is and how it's important to do that, Rick.
1: Well, it gives you a snapshot of your production schedule. That's really yeah. important, and as you put down ideas and shows, um, you know I can look at uh, Christine's trello board and I can see some of the ideas that she has for future shows uh, and not only uh, not only that because she uses me as the as the the showrunner right in the background that does all the production stuff I can see she can load her descriptions of the episode um, I know which thumbs that she prefers for the for the uh, um, for the episodes, so I can get those ready and, and load it into Facebook or into Streamyard uh, for the week, and it it just keeps everything organized. It's so easy. Uh, rather than us texting back and forth, hey, did you get this? Did you see that? I emailed it to you. Oh no, wait, I texted. No, I forgot to do that. You know, and so we, you can look at it, and it's a tool that you can use um, even if you're solo. Right? It's an or- right. it's a great organizational tool because as the episodes move down in sequence, um, so for instance there's pre-production where we're creating the thumbs and all that stuff there's a column for that the day the the day of the show we move it into that production phase and then these are the things these this is the outline of the show that that Christine's going to uh follow then after we're done with the broadcast we move it into the next column into post-production so if there's any audio cleanup um for iTunes and things like that then then I can put it in that stage and it, it I don't move it on until until i'm done with that and then when it comes to transcribing the shows because we do we do transcribe all of the all of the shows um that will be used later on for show notes then we know exactly in what what production phase whether it's pre-production or post-production where it's at until everything's completed and then we can shelve it because then everything's been done so it's, it's a great organizational tool and the and the best thing about it it's free
0: yeah exactly (laughs) and and that is such an important do if there's one do you must do is really use a platform like Trello and I find Trello to be very simple to use that's why I've kind of fallen back on that but I know there's a lot of tools like that out there so whatever tool works for you use it and 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 it helps you I like that it's cloud-based so if I change something it automatically changes for you we don't ever miss a step which is you know rarely miss a step and that's Really good because nothing falls between the cracks. So, really, really important for organizational purposes and your planning purposes to use a tool such as Trello. And finally, I want to talk about the wisdom circle, what I call the wisdom circle. I learn so much from the people I talk to and mastermind with. I've, everybody has this extraordinary genius, you know. Um, and so, it's really important to me. to to ask my audience. I like to ask my audience what they want to hear. I like to pay attention to what they're asking. What are their frequently asked questions? So one of the do's I want to leave everybody with is do ask your audience. Use the wisdom of your audience. Use the wisdom of your circle to understand what content to bring back to them. And When you're doing that, there's another thing that goes hand in hand. When you're about to launch a a show, and I did this, um, and I feel like it was really powerful, create a launch plan in conjunction with creating a launch team. So what a launch team is, is that it is a group of people uh, that are the closest to you, that are your biggest fans, biggest supporters, biggest cheerleaders, that you will put into a group to get to get you launched and what they would do is they would immediately when you launch your your show they'll go and subscribe and rate it and review it and they'll show up on the show to comment and and reply and really create some engagement around your show so that you can get that really that really great launch um with a bank and that could make such a difference because it will get more people looking at it have the launch team i mean a, a launch team can be as few as you know five members to as many as 20 members, you know, just because those are the people you know are going to go and do what you ask them to do so that you can promote the show. Now, of course, your audience will go and rate you and review, and that will happen eventually. But when you're launching, you want that immediate You know activity you want that immediate bang and to get that you have to actually talk to some people that are willing to go and do that and support you in that way so that really does help it helps boost up your confidence too because you know you already have cheerleaders behind the show people that are going out there and really promoting the show with you and for you so i really recommend that and you know it's always important during the course of your show to ask people and ask the audience members to go subscribe, rate, and review you. We we forget to do that sometimes, and um, and you kind of miss an opportunity if you forget to do that. So it's really important to ask for that. From your audience because they will do that they just sometimes forget or don't know or don't have the time so just ask them consistently and um you'll get a lot of benefit from that so i want to let everybody know that i am happy to spend a 50-minute strategy session with you um if you want to talk about if you're launching a show or if you need tips on how you how to go live or what to do contact me put the hashtag in the box here uh, hashtag do and shine, do and shine, because we want to bring you right into action. If you have any questions about a current show that you're already streaming, or you're already doing, if you have a, questions about how to start a show that you, you know, that you want to understand better about what to do and what not to do, or how I did something or didn't stay away from doing something, put the hashtag do and shine. And we'll get on a call, we'll talk about, you know, what is challenging you what your thoughts are around some of these do's and don'ts, okay? So go ahead and put in hashtag do and shine. um, And I will leave you with the Waste Up Wardrobe weekly wrap-up. The number one takeaway, remember, you want to plan. Plan, 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 but don't overly plan, right? You want to have a list of topics that you're going to be talking about, a list of guests that you want to bring on. You want to use something like Trello to organize all your topics and thoughts because it can get to be a lot of stuff to keep track of. Tips, go through um, a lot of the do's and don'ts that I just said here and and kind of understand what they were for, what they meant, okay? That is one tip I want to leave you with. Um, Tools use Trello or Asana, please, because, and you'll find that once you start using um, a platform like that, you will actually use it for other parts of your business. And you'll find that it streamlines things and keeps things organized and helps people, things from falling through the cracks. And finally, the one action item is I want you to go to the show notes. After this show today, you'll find that we're going to publish the show notes for this episode. Use that um, show notes bullet point list as your guide for what to do and what not to do. If you can use that as a guide for your very own live stream or show or however you're showing up on camera, I promise you it will elevate your show. It will remind you to to do things a certain way and stay away and steer away from some common mistakes that are done when it comes to podcasting or going live. So Thank you for joining us here on another episode of Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm so glad we're back here live. We were um, uh, we, we we were out of the office and did some uh, recorded uh, episodes, the last couple of episodes. But we're back live, and we will be back live consistently, and and every time, and most of the time, we'll be here live. And tune in next week at 11:30 on Thursday, Pacific Standard Time, same place on Waste Up Wardrobe because we're going to continue the podcasting series ABCs and next episode, is E. And we're going to be talking about equipment and what equipment you will need to have a online, a a show or a podcast or a virtual office. And PK, thank you for looking forward to seeing the show notes because that will be a really incredible tool for anybody who's been podcasting already or starting a podcast or a show. Truthfully, you'll be able to get a lot out of it. So join us next week and bring a friend.